Check out our local pods on the Ringer Podcast Network. We got Boston off the pike. Pat's coming off a big win. The Ringer's Philly special. Same thing. The Eagles are 5-0. and The full go with Jason Goff. The Bears are not hot right now. Maybe they don't belong in this conversation, but it's still a great podcast. Then New York, New York with John Jastrzemski. Giants and Jets are red hot. The Ringer's local sports podcast. Check it out on the Ringer Podcast Network. This episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast is presented by State Farm. If you've ever been in an accident and you're okay, but you know what happened, your first reaction is going to be, man, why did that happen? If you ever buy a new house or a new car or a new anything, there's this little rush you get when you're like, I did it. I made it happen. But really, the only words you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to help choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. Make this summer the best one yet. Invest in a Simply Safe home security system. I have one. I love it. It's a great way to protect your home when you're not there. Um, you need one, especially during the summer. You know what burglars know? People go away during the summer. That's what happens. So when you're away, you want to make sure your place is protected. You want to make sure that you potentially have little camera things you can watch on your phone to see what, what's happening at your house, at your front door, inside. You deserve some peace of mind. Get it today with Simply Safe. Right now, get 20% off any new Simply Safe system with fast protect monitoring at simplysafe.com slash BS. There's no safe like Simply Safe. We're also brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network. Hope you checked out me on Plain English and on Slow News Day and on the Prestige TV podcast the last uh, few days, not to mention this podcast. And this one we have coming up. It's a very special time. Joe House is here because me and him and Rosillo are going to tape our big over-unders pod on Tuesday. So House comes, we watch football. My mom cooks for us. House gets groggy. And then we decide to do the pod with Sal. And guess what? As always, I lost some bets. So it's just like, it's, it's like a holiday. Every October, you know it's coming. NBA, groggy house, me complaining about bets that I should have won. Sal coming up, the little bonus that the Mets lost, and he's going to be even pissier than usual, although the Cowboys did win, although the Patriots did win. Maybe we'll be in a good mood. We'll see. It's all coming up next. First, our friends from Pearl Jam. All right, Cousin Sal is here. Special guest Joe House is here. We do this once a year. There's always some chicanery with the NFL, but this time around, a little different because the Cuz had a make-or-break Mets game on top of a Cowboys game that went great, and it seemed like it was going to be the day of Sal and just you celebrating. No. Happy Sal. No, we can't have happy Sal ever. We can't have I'm, nice things. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad House is here. He's going to have to pick up the slack for me. You know, once the Cowboys won, I knew I was going to be happy, happy Sal, right? It was just going to be one, right? And if, uh, uh, you know how it is with the baseball teams, right? It's it's so it's so mixed, right? Because I want them to continue, right, House? But I don't want to devote four hours of misery a night for the next two weeks. So 
house way in here. It's too much anguish, the baseball playoffs. Just get it out of the way now. You're rolling with the Cowboys. It's better that way. And everybody in your life will appreciate you that much more, not, you know, sacrificing every evening. You know, the last time I came out for this uh, occasion, it was, it was a year ago, the Red Sox were in the playoffs. I had to go meet Bill Simmons somewhere. You know, we weren't near home base. We had to go abroad. We, he, he couldn't order me food. We had to have salads because he was tracking the Red Sox the whole time. We barely got any basketball or football podcasting in. I, I had no idea he was still bitter about this. Nobody has ever been bitter about being fed for three straight days until Joe House just now. It was salad. And well, Sal, we didn't leave anything to chance this year. Well, here's the thing, Sal, because I was on a Red Sox thread and my Red yeah. Sox season ended the first week of August and then none of us really watched the Red Sox after that. And you had to live and die for another two months and have this tumultuous weekend and then then it's over abruptly and you're just bummed out. And we were like, we might've gotten off better than the Mets fans did. We were done seven yeah. weeks ago. We were moving on to losing football bets. Oh, listen, uh, believe me, there's part of me that's delighted that I don't have to pay, you know, $2,500 for Dodger stadium tickets for the family Wednesday, which I can now <laughs> blow on the Thursday night game. But, you know, but you saw how it is. Like it was you and me. We texted with fantasy and our buddy Gus and, it just did feel different for the Mets. Like this was our year. This team felt there. I know everyone says it, but you know, they were fun. They had a, a crazy pitcher with different colored eyes. We had a, a grumpy manager who actually had his shit together. We had a super intimidating closer who had a song. We had a song that everyone stole. We had a fat guy and we had, best of all, we had an excuse when DeGrom comes back. We're going to go all Amazon on everyone and take over the world. And we had it all. And now it's like, you know, I can't even name the seven free agents. I know our owner likes to sign. He's, you know, he's not cheap, but, you know, DeGrom's going to be 35 next year. Scherzer, 38. You know, when you feel like this was the year, like this, this was the year. It's it's funny that um, when the Mets had the bullpen song, when that became a thing with Diaz, yeah, you start to think like, oh, this might be their year just from dumb stuff like the but like those little things always right. add up to like something. I remember that one year with the Red Sox in 2013 when they had the beards and all of a sudden mm-hmm. there were beards, T-shirts. And it's like, oh, this is something. Something's happening. But and then abruptly, Sal, the good news. Mm. I remember that guy, Dak Prescott, who used to play quarterback for you before <laughs> the unstoppable undefeated Cooper Rush and the Ewing Theory Committee came in and turned your season around. <laughs> Now the Cowboys, yeah. I made a list. I tried to figure out who the best 32 teams were, one through 32. And I have you guys sixth. And you lost Dak Prescott four weeks ago and everybody oh, wrote thanks. them off and the Eagles were in. And and I, I think you have one of the six best teams in the league and you don't even have your quarterback. Yeah, no kid. It was almost even better, right? If Kyla Murray didn't, um, you know, you know, what? First of all, he comes to the game dressed like uh, Margaret Thatcher, and then they like spikes the ball on third and one, and then they have to kick the field goal, and they 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 show a whole. Has that ever happened where they show a whole montage of missed field goals with the guy in practice, and then it actually happens like this? Uh, so anyway, we could have been tied with the Eagles, but I'm I'm happy. But is it really? Is it really Cooper Rush? He had 102 yards passing. Like, this defense is everything. It's everything. What it's, a great defense. It's, it's the best I've seen in forever. Really it's a is. little 2001 Pats-ish. Game yeah. manager Cooper Rush. Good defense. 
and one of the greatest coaches of all time in Mike McCarthy. <laughs> House <laughs> House is all fired up about the NFC East. He thinks the NFC East is back. Even the C words, he's kind of excited well, about. Well, it's just the old NFC East that we grew up with, cuz. It's like the right. smash mouth football. It's defensive football. It's rushing, grounding out, pounding out yards on the ground. The Cowboys, you know, consecutive weeks, more yards on the ground than, than passing. That's the right way to play it. And I give credit to Kellen Moore. He's called three great games, three great game plans to manage Cooper Rush and let Cooper Rush just do the little bit that he needs to do to 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 let the team go ahead and win, not not snatch defeat from the jaws of victory like a lot of these clowns that we watched since since Thursday night. Hold right, on, that, that's the next topic. We're going to do dumbass coaches later. Yeah, that oh. the Dallas thing, the the recipe is there. And I, I got to be honest, I feel like my team has a little bit of the same recipe. Starting to get mm-hmm. ideas. Like I made this list and the Pats weren't that far away from the top 10. Same recipe though. Good defense, run the ball, good coaching. I Are we willing to say you at least have decent coaching now, cuz? I think so in certain spots. It does seem like McCarthy's a better coach when Cooper Rush is the quarterback. It, it's it's an odd thing to say, but we really can't neglect this defense. Like they, yeah. they could quadruple team, you know, Micah Parsons, and it doesn't seem to matter. Like that, that Rams, I know the Rams have trouble moving the ball anyway, but we, we suffocated them. They really didn't have a shot. I know they missed a field goal. They could have been in it, but. House, you want to play quarterback next week? I mean, he had 102 yards. We had 264 total yards of offense. You want to play wide receiver, House? Whatever you want to do. Well, will the, we will this, the, will the fans here in, in L.A. chant MVP for me the way they chant an MVP for Micah? Did you hear that? I mean, that was sick. Amazing. Right? Imagine LA being a Rams sucks. fan. Yeah. Because did yeah. you go? No, I didn't because I'm an idiot. And I, I, my big thing was I didn't want to watch the Mets in the car or listen to the car and get no, mad. That's, like, that's defensible. I, I know I have road rage and that'll be the end of me because, <laughs> you know, Musgrove is uh, striking out the side, you know, for, you know, three out of four innings or whatever. So, yeah. Well, I stayed away from the good game. Those Dallas Philly games, a couple of interesting things there. One, it really seems like the Rams are done as a possible contender. They've gotten their ass kicked now in three games. I thought that was the weirdest line of the day. I thought we were talking about it all day. Mm-hmm. I love the Cowboys money line. I like the Cowboys straight up. In general, I thought the line should have been Rams by three when you factor in all the Dallas fans that we knew were going to be there. But the Rams just don't have it. So you have that. Then you have Arizona, who once again did the thing where they suck for a quarter. They kind of rally back near the end. And then it gets super wonky with like five minutes left. Kyler does the slide, what, six feet, six feet short uh, of the uh, of the third down thing and then spikes it on third down. Now, somebody he tweeted, definitely thought he made it right. Yeah, like somebody tweeted uh, that the in-stadium board flashed up first and 10. And oh, the theory wow. is that Kyler saw that popped up, saw that the board showed first down and went and spiked it. So they're producing a fourth down opportunity. So the in-house. Mm. Mm. Cardinal production F the Cardinals, mm. which goes along with everything else. I, I would say watching their game management over the last couple of years, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to gravitate toward well, the, uh, it could be slide spike combo. Maybe, uh, maybe the, being part of the DNA. There's no benefit of any doubt anymore with, uh, coach Kingsbury and his, uh, it w- it w- both play, teams play were who sheet. we thought yeah. they were in that game though. Cause the Eagles look great early, had trouble yeah. protecting the lead. Like they always do. And um, I felt like that game was sitting there to be stolen. The reason we bring this up is next week we have two awesome games. 
Yeah. We have your teams playing Philly and we have KC Buffalo. And those are four of the six best teams in the league right now. We just saw Baltimore Cincy on a Sunday night, which we'll talk about in a second. But those were, that was another good game. But this next week really feels like the official start of the season, right? The, yeah. Like these could be the AFC title, NFC title games potentially. I'm, I just want to very quickly, I'm not ready to immediately, uh, uh, Completely eliminate the Rams. I mean, the three losses that they have are to credible teams. This is they're playing the schedule of the of the team that won the Super Bowl, and they still have mm-hmm. games against Arizona and Seattle in conference. That you know, they 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 there's still an opportunity to right the ship. The thing that's stark right now with them, it seems like they don't have enough talent offensively. There is something going on in terms of of you know guys that can get open and catch the ball, and we're all praying for Cooper Cup's health every week. What do you mean? There's something going on. They they were a top heavy team, and then they lost two guys. Yeah, like that two two Atwell. I didn't even know it was still on their team. Made a good and nice I, catch. Made, they threw to him deep twice in that game, and it was like two yeah. two Atwell's on the roster. I thought he was, you know, on the uh, practice squad or whatever. But it just doesn't seem like they have enough talent. the The stats with them are really discouraging. I I think they're third, uh, third from the bottom in point differential right now. And all the advanced stats say they're one of the five worst teams in the league. So but they, it happens. They, they mortgaged the their Bills future defense. to win last year. They played the Bills defense, the 49ers defense, and the Dallas defense. Three of the top five defenses in the league. Fair. That is a tough early first first uh, five schedule, first place schedule for sure. Well, the, the one thing they have going for them is everybody is two and three. All 32 teams are two and three. It hasn't <laughs> happened since 1916. So, Not the C um, words. <laughs> oh yeah, not the C words. They just should be two and three. Yeah, yeah, you're right. The uh, we had the five and zero Eagles. We have two four and one teams. Minnesota, oh three, Minnesota, Dallas, and the Giants. And then we have the Bucks, Niners, Packers at three and two. The Packers were one of the big losers today because they yeah. lost to a Giants team that had no receivers. They had the lead. They're up ten nothing. Um. It was a lot of Saquon Barkley, but then he missed a quarter. I was so relieved I didn't have, I couldn't believe I didn't have the Packers in a tease. I kept looking. Mm. I was like, how I did. I was like, how, did I, how am I not losing money on this game? What happened? I did it. Um, House, House, how do you like, how do you like losing four figures before 10 a.m.? It was fun, right? <laughs> this morning? You know, it was good. It's like before your normal. first meal. Yeah, yeah. The London game is a do not bet for me, but, uh, but uh. the Giants somehow sneak it out. Dayball who all these new coaches we've had over the last couple of years, and we'll get to, I have a whole thing I want to do about dumbass coaches, but Dayball's the opposite. That team, the game management's great. They're really smart. He puts his players in position to succeed. He takes somebody like Daniel Jones, who, you know, is pretty athletic, who can move the ball, he can run. Um, he looks okay from time to time, and he just, all he does is maximize, like the very small things Daniel Jones is good at. I've been mm-hmm. really impressed by them. The Giants are four and one. It actually feels like right around the right record. I feel like they should be three and two, four and one, right? I agree. Yeah, from what we've we've seen, the the thing to me today that was so impressive was it was the most confident I've ever seen Daniel Jones. Yeah, that like confident, like the competent, confident thing that goes hand in hand, and it's because of Dayball. It's got to be. And it, co- it coincided with the Packers just losing control of their offense, right? Because they were, you know. Rodgers seemed dialed in, right? Nickel and diming, four-yard pass to Lazard, seven to Tanya, and all that thing where he just doesn't even take a snap, a step away from the center, and he's already got a completion for nine yards. And then he got sacked on third and long, got him out of field goal range, and they never 
ever made it back. But yeah, to your point, this this Giants team would have given up on this game every year for the last six years, um, but not under Brian Dable. He's well, got them going. And then we had the Jets beat Miami. That was a weirder game because Bridgewater got hurt early. The spotter yeah. came in because the NFL just during the season decided to change their concussion protocol rules. I can't remember another. Imagine having the NFL as the commissioner of your fantasy league mm-hmm. where they would just be like, hey, I know, guys, I know it's week five, but I've now decided that 250 yard plus for passing is now going to be worth eight points. We're like, what? Wait, right, why did we right, say right. this before the season? The NFL just is changing things on the fly. Now they have spotters where, and by the way, this is all stuff they should have had 10 years ago, so I'm not complaining. But now it's mm-hmm. like, hey, if somebody's wobbling like they're a drunk coming out of the bar, we're going to put them in concussion protocol. That's one of our new rules. It's like, oh, thank you. Thanks, NFL. This sounds great. Well, but the, yeah, but they, but especially the Dolphins, right? They're not going to let them slide. Like Skyward Thompson should have taken 50-50 snaps this week, knowing that they're going to, if anybody is, <laughs> right. comes away with a stub toe, that they're going to be uh, like, all right, Bridgewater, you're sitting or whatever. Maybe Bridgewater is messed up a little bit. But yeah, as soon as they brought that guy in, I was like, wow, the Jets are going to have their third win. Well, the Jets are in a, they're basically in a multi-team tie for the three seed. Yeah, the, the three and two teams right now are Tennessee, Baltimore, the Jets, the Dolphins, and that goofy Chargers team that is minus fourteen for the season. That <laughs> pulled another one out. Jacoby Brissett, did you see the stat? The Chargers beat the Browns. Brissett's thrown three interceptions. All of them have come in the last three minutes of the game. Oh no! Yeah, and two we, of them back to back weeks where he's cost his team wins. We normally would call that a Wentz, but I guess we just call that a Jacoby. Nah, we can still call it a Wentz. It's a Wentz, okay. But I mean, that team could have been, they could have been four and one with Watson coming back in week 13. All, Brissett's job was just to try to keep them somewhere around seven and six, six and seven range, which they still might be able to do. But this is two weeks in a row where the Browns have kicked the shit out of somebody and somehow lost the game. They're up 14 nothing. They had it given to them when the coaches, that Stanley is like, it just drives me crazy that he gets to benefit from going up for it on fourth and two in his own side of the field when they could just punt it away. You know, it's like, this is, the, this taking chances thing, it's fun for the aggressive thing, but it's it's still got to be right, right? It's like, if, it's like your drunk friend playing blackjack with you, right? And you're like, all right, Steelers showing six. We're all staying, right, guys, right? And then this drunk idiot friend hits and gets a three, and then the dealer busts, and your your idiot friend's like, I told you, bitch, don't you ever deny me, don't you ever, like, no, no, you were wrong. You were wrong to go for it there. What's going on? <laughs> let's, I want to talk about this. Let's take a break, and let's talk about dumbass coaches. This episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. Summer is all about fun vacations, but I know that being away from home could be stressful. So many things can happen. That's why I like to recommend Simply Safe, award-winning security that can help give you peace of mind when you're away. The only thing you should worry about while you're on vacation is having too much fun. Having my home, it's great. Couldn't work better. I think Simply Safe is the best because it comes with a variety of indoor and outdoor cameras, sensors to detect break-ins, fires, floods, and more. It's backed by 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. It's given me, my family, many others Real peace of mind. I'm waiting to have it too. Try it out. A 60-day money-back guarantee. No contracts right now. Get 20% off any Simply Safe system with fast protect monitoring at simplysafe.com/slash BS. That is simplysafe with two S. Simplysafe.com 
slash BS. There's no safe, like Simply Safe. This episode is supported by State Farm. If you ever been in an accident and you're okay, but you know what happened, your first reaction is going to be, man, why did that happen? If you ever buy a new house or a new car or a new anything, there's this little rush you get when you're like, I did it. I made it happen. But really, the only words you need to remember are like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to help choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. All right, so this starts on Thursday night with Nat Hackett, who's Ugh. up three. It, listen, people have talked about it, but we're just going to rehash it quick. They're up three. It's fourth and one. Matt Ryan has been sacked or hit 230 times in a four-quarter game. The Colts have six points. They have no receivers. They have no chance, zero, none, of going 80 yards. And Nat Hackett sees all of this, and he says, you know what? We're going to go for it on fourth and one. Not only are we going to go for it, we're going to throw it with my quarterback, who's been completely erratic, and had terrible judgment and looks washed up this whole game. That's what we're going to do. They do it. Mm -hmm. They don't get it. Colts come back down. We end up in overtime. I had the Broncos. I mean, this whole analytics thing, it's been beaten to death ad nauseum and it's turned into a, you have to be on one side or the other. I like analytics. I also like the concept of just watching a football game and feeling the rhythms of it and sometimes maybe throwing out the next gen stats and just looking at stuff like, all right, I've stood on the sideline here for three hours. Do I think mm -hmm. the Colts can go 80 yards? I do not. I'm going to take the I'm going to take the three points and go up six because I don't think they can score. We were talking tonight, Bengals Ravens, where the uh, the Bengals, I mean, talk about year of the dumbass. Zach Taylor first down and goal from the two. They do they do a reverse somehow. They do a reverse well, that they, ends up third and third down. They for tried the to Philly special, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was a, a version of the Philly special and then the shovel pass. But no, I know what you're saying. I didn't I didn't want to jump games either. But yeah, Joe Mixon has 13 touchdowns. You get analytics dictates that that guy can't get the ball now. Just uh, just run the ball the four plays. How about yeah, your right. six foot five quarterback who could do a QB sneak, which, by the way, they did the next time around. They get the fourth yeah. and two. And I would have taken the field. I would have taken the points. It was a field goal game. No, nope, we got to go for it. Next gen stats say that. We have a 2% chance more to get it. Ends up with a shovel pass in the 17 guys. <laughs> then the yeah. Ravens come back down and it's fourth and short. And Harbaugh takes the points and everyone goes, I went on Twitter, everyone went nuts. Oh my God, Baltimore's betrayed who they are. It's like, I don't know, did they? They're up six. Even I if thought the that was smart. Yeah, even I, if the Bengals go down and score a touchdown. Yeah, you still get the ball back with a chance to kick a field goal to go up two. Nobody factors in that part. If you don't get that fourth and one, now the Bengals can get a touchdown and go up four. It's just right. nobody talks about the football situations or the fact that you have Justin Tucker. We're House and I are talking about it. You have Justin Tucker. Even if I'm down two, I just have to get to the fifty yard line. I win the game. Worst case scenario, you have three timeouts, two minutes left, and the best kicker who's ever done it. Right? That 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 was it. And so yeah, you go up six. And plus, you've been stifled on fourth and one before. I'm with you. Nate Hackett is a, a breed of his own, though, I think. He and that, you're saying no, there's no way the Colts would come down. Nobody scored that game. Analytics, <laughs> right. you're right, doesn't 
doesn't see that there were no touchdowns in that game and there weren't going to be, you know? So right. my yeah. issue with the analytics is that the situation has, we, you and I were talking about this. It doesn't seem to factor in stuff like, well, this team has Justin Tucker. So if they mm -hmm. go up six, even if the Bengals come down and score a touchdown, they're still going to win by two. We knew it was going to happen when the Bengals scored. It was 17, 16. It's like, guess what? Right. The Ravens are going to get to the 40 and Justin Tucker's going to kick a field goal. It's just these analytics that happen in a vacuum without... Well, and that, that, that's the point is, you know, we all have um, observed analytics at work in a lot of different situations in, in sports over like the last 15 years or so in many ways that I think are, it's pretty enjoyable. It's added to my enjoyment of the NBA, the revolution with the three points and so forth. And in football, there is this weird binary. Either the analytics you know, sort of dictate the direction you're going to go in or you're going against the analytics. And I, I think that's the wrong framework. I think it needs Agreed. to be, it, the analytics provide information. It's a data point. It's right. some information about, you know, you're, you, mm -hmm. you want to mitigate kind of the risk position that you're in. You want to slightly increase the likelihood that you can win. Okay, the math is kind of supportive of it. And also, I'm coaching this fucking football game, and I know how the game's been going, and I know who my right. kicker is, and I know how my defense is playing, and I know who's gassed. I know who in the secondary I need to sub out. Like All of those things are data points that are important elements of making a complete, comprehensive decision. And it's why the guys up in the booth, you know, they have analytics guys, but those guys are also football coaches, I believe, right? They're not just mathematicians. Yeah. So that's the point. Yeah, if, there, right? if, there, if there's a hint of the uh, the idea that your quarterback has a torn labrum, you, I think at that point you could stiff arm the 26 year old computer nerd and say, "Hey, step back here. We're we're gonna kick it." You know, like this is. Uh, I hate to bring blackjack back into it, but I was thinking like, okay, I think analytics nerds treat it like we do. Like when you have a two, when you have a 12 against a two, you're like. I always hit or I always stay. I'm not going to change. But there are other factors, right? If the last 10 cards were picture cards, you're going to do something different than you might if there were threes and fours coming out, right? Yeah, well, so Harbaugh, who people were saying or people thought maybe because of what happened to them last week, they have now betrayed their identity by not going in on fourth down. Mm -hmm. I look at it the other way. I didn't think, you know, the running, I know they're running for like four and a half yards, but they don't have like that big physical runner for the fourth and short. I thought Lamar was really sloppy in the game today, right? Like he mm -hmm. missed throws left and right. And I don't want to give the Bengals life. I just want to go up six. The Bengals had scored 10 points to that point that had a bunch of three and outs. I was getting pressure on Burrow. And I'm going to make the bet that they can't go 80 yards and get seven. And even if they get yeah. the seven, I'm going to bet on my guy to come back down and, my, and the best field goal kicker of all time. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like this isn't like cut and dry. It's not like it says 82% they should have gone versus 75% that they shouldn't. So they should have gone. Like you have to weigh the situation. I thought it was debatable at least. Yeah. I want to play devil's advocate with you, even though I 100% agree with you. I didn't know if you have fourth and one, I didn't know you could have players push you now. Uh, legally. So that's, that does, I mean, you really, at this point, we should have a center and a quarterback and nine guys pushing from behind. That's what I want to see. That's how you got to get the yard. Yeah. They should have like the undertaker behind Joe <laughs> yeah, Burrow. Yeah, exactly. exactly. The pusher should be a position. Like who would be the best right. pusher? Would Michael yeah. Parsons bring Parsons in and let him be a pusher? Well, what did Staley do today? Probably. What was it? It was fourth and one on his own 46. Yes. Up to. He went for it. Mm-hmm. And 
he just no time punted, right? Yeah. Like yeah. The, pretty it's, much like make the make Jacoby Brissett go sixty yards to beat me. And the play call sucked too, but that that's just a whole other other part of it. But yeah, these guys are getting a little too crazy. I don't know. I, I'm uh, and that's why everyone's two and three. Well, the thing is, this is when it started with the Pats Colts game where Belichick went for it in his own twenty eight. And I remember writing mm-hmm. like a ten thousand word column about this when it happened. Going for it was defensible. The play was bad. And that like those things have to go hand in hand. Like if I'm going right. for it on fourth and two for my own twenty eight, I better have an awesome play or I have that one guy I know can get open. Like the the Ravens have Mark Andrews, right? If you're gonna tell me mm-hmm. Harbaugh's looking at it and going, you know what? Mark Andrews has gotten open this whole game. It's fourth and one. He's gonna get open. I'm going for it. I'd be like, you know what? That's that sounds great. I thought that was a 50-50 call. The stuff the Bengals yeah. did, the Bengals going for it on fourth and two, we did not agree with. Just take the points, tie game, got a quarter left. Like, you know, we see this over and over again, but it does feel like this new wave of people coming in that are trying to make their mark by being aggressive. And it's like, is it aggressive or stupid? Mm-hmm. Well, the other thing is, why don't these coaches just in the press conference say, hey, get off my back. Sometimes it's going to work and sometimes it isn't, right? Like, the, my, my job is at stake here, you know? Uh, the, for the ones who aren't aggressive, that's what they should say. Like, hey, this is what, I don't even care about analytics or I care about analytics and this is what we're going to do and um, don't worry about it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to work out sometimes and sometimes it is. It's turning into backgammon where if you play somebody, I've played a lot of backgammon in my day. I, I Prone to play for money from there time to time. There we go. Backgammon and NBA. This is all we talk about. Yeah, I know. About I, you knew it would cut to backgammon. Very weird. Yeah. But you play somebody in backgammon who's super aggressive, right? And they just start hitting you and, they, and they'll and they they'll hit you when they're in their corner, when you can bring the guys in at the end, whatever that corner is called. And it's so frustrating. You could, You're like, oh, that's so stupid that, that he did that. And then you roll and you can't get in. And it worked. <laughs> and you're like, you so is that a good idea anything. or is that insane? But <laughs> But, we don't know what the hell you're saying. So yeah, I know. Well, people right. playing back in the know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I give you some biggest surprises? Yeah. New York football being seven and one. Wow. Wait. No, seven and two. <laughs> Giants are no four seven and, one. and three. <laughs> See, it would have been a surprise if they're seven and one. <laughs> wow, you keep surprising us. New York the football being seven and three. <laughs> and then, yeah. Well, if you had Buffalo, it's what eleven and. 11 and 4? 11 yeah. and 4. NFC mm. East, 14 and 6. Best division. With three of those, like, cannibal losses, right? Because Washington's lost to Dallas and Philly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Giants lost to Dallas. Is that what we call them now? Cannibal losses? Like well, Jeffrey Dahmer losses? We're, we're going to do, like, you know, the the inside the right, conference. Right. Take, take out the head-to-heads. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Another surprise. I think Pittsburgh is unquestionably the worst team in the league. <laughs> right? Who's I, worse than them? I think the Panthers would like to uh, well, like a word. I think that you know Baker Mayfield would, would like to have a conversation maybe make make his yeah. case. I can't I can't put the C words in the conversation as frustrated as I am. You can. Them. You can do that. You can. You, you're, you're, you, you give me permission cuz. Sure, yeah, why not? Yeah. Well, Detroit's Detroit's probably lingering in that combo too now. They when you so say the worst team the is, is it the team that's going to end up with the worst record because uh, it might be the same. It might be the Steelers anyway. You might be right. But I think I, it's I, the Steelers. I think they they take their time with TJ Watt. They mm-hmm. move to the Pickett era. Well, this is the thing. This is this upcoming draft has five quarterbacks projected in like the first fifteen selections. Right. And Stroud yeah. is supposed to be 
the prize catch. So the teams that are right now, the only team that that obviously most prominently needs a quarterback is Carolina. I mean, Carolina's yeah. quarterback has single-handedly cost them probably three wins. I think they have a pretty okay team. The 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 defense is is you know competent. Yeah, That's they were. They, that word. They hung around that Niners game. Baker yeah. just wouldn't let them do anything. I was thinking he's in about, a walking boot. He's in a walking boot now, though. So I think he's arguably going to be more mobile than we've seen him. <laughs> I was thinking about all the teams that could have traded for Garoppolo. Hmm. Which is basically Pittsburgh, Carolina, Indy. Washington tried to. Washington and Denver are the yeah. five, right? There's this alternate universe for Denver where they just give a second rounder for Jimmy G. They keep all the other stuff. And mm-hmm. instead they went down this road with Russ. I was talking to some some uh some Seattle fans who were I won't say who they were, but they were celebrating. All right, fine. It was Danny Kelly and Mina Kimes um, oh. celebrating the Russell Wilson trade. Like it really looks like they got out unscathed. Yeah. Versus my buddy Gus, who's a huge Broncos fan, who was so fired right. up to have Russell Wilson. And within four weeks, you're like, oh my God, not only is this trade not working, this is the next five years of my life. And I was thinking that I don't know what you, you tell me what your Washington equivalent of this, but for me as a Celtics fan, we traded for Vin Baker and we went, we took his max contract in like 03 and I didn't want them to do it. I wrote a whole column like, this is like a car crash. Please don't. I can't believe we did this. And you watch for two weeks and you're like, oh my God, we're screwed for the next four years. There's no exit from this. This is done. Mm. It's a wrap. Nothing good could happen from this. And I wonder like, do you think the Denver fans got that way with Wilson? I, I feel like they did. Yeah, but there's also a big part of this. And like, if you've had him in fantasy before or if you've watched him, you realize like even the Russ from two years ago, like would he would carry the ball every day with design yeah. plays for him. He never, ever runs it. But that play where he, he'd stick the ball in Rashad Penny's stomach and maybe pull it back and end around for a uh, third and four and ice the game. That was it. And so before he signed the contract, he's like, oh, by the way, uh, I'm not going to do that anymore. Uh, I'm, can I still get the 200 million? They're like, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're here. You might as well sign. Like, I, I feel like they're getting dam- not only damaged goods, but a different player. I think it's impossible though, to separate out Russell Wilson from Nathaniel Hackett. I think they go hand in hand. I would really like to see Wilson in a competent offense and a competent, competent organization with, with proper, you know, uh, uh, game management and see what that looks mm-hmm. like before we, 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 uh, pour the dirt over Russ. Well, I'm going to still pour the dirt on him. But had they hired Dayball instead of Hackett, that is a great what if. Because those, those yeah. are really like the fork in the road coaching hires, right? Dayball yeah. has just been magnificent on the Giants. I love every single thing I've seen from them. Even the sideline, it's like very, there's mm-hmm. like a confidence to him. And we talked about it, but like the Hackett thing's the complete opposite. And they cut to Hackett and it looks like he looks like a, a kid in the third grade who's about to be called on to read his essay and he does, <laughs> doesn't want to go up in front of the class. And he's right. the head coach of the team. How do you feel good if you're on that team? And it's like, this is the guy who's in charge. Like, I actually think he can get fired like by week 10. No. Like, at no. some point, you just got to admit that this guy's not a coach. So rules going to go, right? Is that where you were talking yeah, about think- Carolina? But he's the first probably to go, right? Rules. So uh, we, we said rule or Rivera before the season. Yeah. Yeah, wait till uh, 
the house is waiting for Rivera to come back, much like we're waiting for Dak to come back. What's it going to be when that when that shows up? Yeah, uh, it, it's very strange. It's very strange. But let me ask you this about Dable. You talked about all the, that draft house and next year. Are they stuck with Danny Dimes now? Did he did he screw himself a little bit here? It's too early if to go, say that. If they, but go, it, if they go nine and eight, what do you do? It's in play now, isn't it? Yeah. He looks they have easy games. They have I mean, easy games on their schedule. They can go nine and eight and still not be great. You know, I remember when they asked, should we get him as a weekly guest for uh, the New York, New York podcast with John Jastrzemski? And I said, I believe in dimes. Let's get him. I think this is Dimes' year. <laughs> no, the only person I knew who thought the Giants had a chance was Raheem Palmer on our gambling show. Remember, he yeah, was like yeah. adamant that they were the sleeper of the NFC. We all thought he was insane. It was like, they have seven players. What? How, what is the roadmap? But this happens. They Every year we have the how the fuck did they get in the playoffs team? And, and I thought it was going to be yeah. the Panthers, but I think it's going to be the Giants. Um, quickly, is it time to worry about dot, dot, dot? Oh, Trevor Lawrence. Horrible. Know, Two games in a row. Like horrible. No, I, I just I have a weird feeling about that division. Did you say you bet? Oh, you did bet the Broncos. Like, I feel like if you bet any game involving the AFC South, you deserve exactly what you get. And, and when you bet them playing each other, it, all bets are off the table right there. Like, so if you're I don't know, I, I, I could see a. I took Texans in the points and I thought there could be an upset because I think the, all these teams are junk. Well, I did the opposite. I had the Texans and the, and the uh, <laughs> Niners and the T's. I mean, the, I'm the sorry, Jags? the Jags and yeah. the Niners and the T's. Yeah. And I, I don't know whether I need an exit. We talked about exorcisms and things I could do, but like over <laughs> and over again, I have the game where the QB throws the interception when they're on the one yard line. And uh, then on the other side, the one time that, the team that hasn't scored a touchdown the whole game has the third and 15 and gets stopped. But there's the play after the whistle, the unsportsmanlike contact, the roof and the passer. That's happened to me twice now. Dri Chiefs, mm. Colts, and Jags, Texans. The drive's done. Penalty. Drive is now kept alive. Let's go score a touchdown. I don't know what I have to do, but I think I'm going to go buy chicken blood tomorrow at Erewhon. I think they sell it at Erewhon. <laughs> and I'm just going to like pour chicken blood on my chest and do a little dance around my pool. Maybe House, tell work. him he doesn't have to dance or chicken blood or anything. He could live bet the other side. It's a beautiful world we live in now. Like I could have live bet the Mariners when they were losing eight to one to the Blue Jays, but I didn't because I'm an idiot and they came back and won. So we we could we could get out of these miserable bets we set ourselves up with. All right, so we're not worried about Trevor Lawrence. I have no. Do you no. have anybody else we should worry about? Just Jerome Boger. It's <laughs> Jerome. But, yeah. I mean, <laughs> somehow I didn't have money on that one. Jerome Boger keeping the uh, Brady drive alive. That was the worst that call was of the year. It, they, he, it was literally the worst call of the year. The game hung in the balance of, of on that play. Atlanta made the stop. They were at home with the opportunity to really give it to Tampa. And Jerome Boger said, nope, not on my watch. Jerome can Boger I, can like, I tell you? Yeah. Can I tell you my theory on this? Let's hear it. I think they said, you know what? We're going to give the best player who ever lived a break. He's had a tough week. <laughs> His old lady filed for divorce. His <laughs> mental patient of a friend is posting children's books, suggesting he's going to stay back and, and, and have his way with her. All right. We could, we could you know, it's going to look a little bad, but let's give him a break. They got to get out of this home, home game with a win. 
Tom versus prison time, his next Facebook thing. The, <laughs> that was uh, it. Yeah. I think that might have been what happened, but I, I do feel like Jerome Bogar, he's like one of those SNL cast members when they, it's the first episode mm. of the season. And you're like, wait, that person's still on the show? <laughs> how did they not get rid of that person yet? I mean, they, Jerome they, Bogar, how is he still on the show? That's the point. They make a concussion rule on the fly, like week five, new concussion rule, new protocol. And Jerome yeah. Bogar's still out there? It's we like, can't fix that? It's like when Ed Hockley was terrible for like three extra years before they were finally like, hey, Ed, we've got a gift basket for you. All right, let's take a break and then we'll do uh, Guess the Lines. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer partner of the NBA. It's just what you need to sit back and enjoy the game. And they're also getting fans closer to the game than ever. You can win exclusive NBA prizes like courtside seats, signed memorabilia, and more. I love Michelob because of how light it is. It's only 95 calories with 2.6 carbs. You know what the perfect time for Michelob Ultra is? A little doubleheader, a little NBA doubleheader. Right at first half of the first game. I don't know, West Coast time. That's usually about 5 o'clock, 5.30. Perfect time for a beer. You can do it. Grab a pack to enjoy today. Learn more and enter for your chance to win at MichelobUltra.com slash courtside, LDA, 21 and up. This episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast is presented by State Farm. If you've ever been in an accident and you're okay, but you know what happened, your first reaction is going to be, man, why did that happen? If you ever buy a new house or a new car or a new anything, there's this little rush you get when you're like, I did it. I made it happen. But really, the only words you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to help choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. All right, guess the lines. Week six. What what's that? What is it? It's I'm up. Is it two two one? Two one two. It's two. You have two. I have one win, and there are two ties. All right. So when we have up. house in, it's just it's a three person thing. If we both lose, it's a loss for us. If we get a win, it's a win. And if That's house right. wins, we just kind of roll it over. I already won because I, you did. I got your mom to make me a giant Italian feast today. The only way to make up for the fact that I had to fly out here. Sal, they fly me out here, right? I had first thing in the morning on a Sunday morning to get out here. My NFL, my all my prep. I'm in a middle seat. Middle seat from the oh, East no. Coast to the I'm 6'3". I, can, I barely fit. It's a Swedish company. I don't know what to say. <laughs> Do they, they Swedish not know? people are smaller. They my name is literally seat. House. When we were on our own, House was flying business class. Now he's middle seat. Really step it up. I'm, uh, I'm happy oh, to sit with my legs out for this podcast tonight, cuz. Well, house uh, house bullies, not bullies, but he my mom loves house. <laughs> yeah. So house house tries to uh get the momentum going for my mom to cook. It's just sweet talk, that's all. Yeah, my mom gets super excited <laughs> and cooks for three days. What does she make us, house? We had a beautiful array. We had a nice we always start with a beautiful roasted red pepper with the garlic mm. and the oil, nice olive oil. Deviled eggs, very special uh, recipe of deviled eggs. She likes to ease us into it. She went to the farmer's market and got for us the fresh baguette with the, the garlic wow. uh, inside. And we Caesar have a salad. beautiful Caesar salad, all made by hand. Oh, the, the dressing made by hand. Perfect. And then we get into the main course, the stuffed shells, 
with a nice ah. sauce, the cheese baked on top, and then the really the heavy hitters, the meatballs and the brajol. And and you know the brajol. Oh, this, no. this, so we this this year's version of the brajol, no raisins. Your mother is, is, is she can do whatever she wants in terms of recipe. And there are a million brajol recipes. There's no wrong way of doing it. I just was surprised. <laughs> no raisins this year. And I felt like Kyle went above his brajol limit. Oh, we did. You did try oh. and impose a two. No, two no. It, but Kyle knows. Kyle three knows was probably the limit. But okay. I, I feel like he might have snuck in five. You know, it sounds amazing, and it also sounds like you had enough to invite me, but Simmons stuck me in the middle seat for the whole day, it seems like. <laughs> no, because <laughs> so you had the Mets. We weren't yeah, messing with I you know, today. Know, you had the Cowboys-Mets combo. The we Mets, we I, haven't even eaten. I haven't eaten since one thirty. That's how bummed out I am about these stupid Mets. I'll make up for it. Well, week six, speaking of making up for it, speaking of being cheered up, Thursday <laughs> night, the Bears against the Seawards. We thought we couldn't have a worse Thursday night game. And now we've topped it. Justin Fields against Carson Wentz. Ron Rivera against whoever the hell the Bears coach is. Al Michaels. Eberflus. Al Michaels just, <laughs> what do you think? Should they let him drink during the game, Sal? Yeah, this one for sure. Yeah. If He's we're all to. drinking, why can't he drink? What's the difference? It's probably, it's probably going to be cold too, right? It should be, yeah. yeah. Yeah, let him drink. The guy God I feel sakes. terrible for, Herb Street's Jeff never Bezos. seen an Herb Street's never seen an NFL game before four weeks ago. <laughs> so I think he thinks this is what the product is. That he thinks, you know, he's coming in fresh. He's coming in almost like an alien. And he's watching yeah. this and he's like, I heard Russell Wilson was good. I thought he won a Super Bowl. Like <laughs> he's just he's confused. He's, he's dumbfounded. I but like it's been, Herbie. He's great. He's a great guy. He just didn't follow football in the NFL until this year. <laughs> and it's pretty obvious. Um, but this he thought game these guys the just nadir. retired after they left college. He's like, yeah, they must go out and sell insurance or something, right? He never He's knew. like, Justin Fields, I saw him at Ohio State. <laughs> this is great. Uh, He's going to see him again. It's a, it's a, at Chicago. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to guess Bears by one and a half. What do you have, Sal? I hit it exactly, so I'll let I'll let um, House guess first. I think it's going to be Bears by by two and a half, the standard home field advantage for the Bears. All right, uh, the odds makers just said we have, we want nothing to do with this, and they made it a pick, and that's exactly what I said when I looked. Wow, at it. like I can't figure this out. This is a pick them. Well, I will say the one thing, and you went against this angle. Uh, there is the rookie head coaches on Thursday nights have a horrendous record. They're like eight oh, and twenty. Yeah, so there's an angle. And, and, you know, it was just borne out in, in the Thursday night game of last week. Another rookie head coach going up against a veteran head coach. The theory being that the rookie head coach on a short week, you know, has even less time to get his act together. Yeah. So. Wait, I'm reading, though, the, the, uh, the, it says, unless it's against Ron Rivera, in which case they're 11 and 2. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and, and Carson Wentz is the other opposing quarterback. That's right. God. <laughs> I, I might actually skip this, guys. What? No, yeah. come on. Well, there'll be playoff baseball on that night, right? Oh, right. At, at least true. get on the Twitter. Yep. The Twitter was so fun. The Twitter was fun. It really was. I mean, Hackett, Hackett's the best Twitter NFL coach we've probably had since Twitter was invented, right? It's, been, it's really been terrific. I've disagreed with 90% of his decisions. Uh, Sunday marquee. Give, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give Spotify a little love here because we did the Spotify live Thursday night. We also did it at 620 this morning. I thought this would be, I'm like, hey, we'll do the first quarter of the Bear, the Giants Packers. I did it with my eyes closed, but uh, 
Thursday night we do it and it's such a bad game and we have like uh we don't have that many in the room. We have like 75 or 80, which I think is okay. But I'm like, yeah, no one wants, cares about this game. When it got to the fourth quarter in overtime, there were that number like went 5X. I was like, wow, people really care. It doesn't really matter what the first 75 minutes of this game looked like. They're going to tune in at the end if it's close. So something to say about the NFL and Spotify. House is going to get a Spotify live show called The Middle Seat. <laughs> it's just him cramped in the close quarters. I just want to know if does it have an E rating? Does that room have an E E for explicit rating? Mm. Yeah. And e is for there videos? Players. Yeah. <laughs> Sunday marquee exactly. game is a beautiful one. It's at Kansas City. It's Chiefs Bills. America gets to remember that the Bills had a chance to go to round three and, and somehow lost it mm -hmm. in 13 seconds. Um I could not quite get to three on this one, so I went Chiefs by two and a half. What do you have, House? I'm going to say pick them because we haven't seen the Chiefs against the Raiders yet. You mean the Bills? All right. And the Bill no, yeah. no, the Chiefs play the, the Raiders on Monday night. Oh, yeah. So yeah. we're still, we know the Bills just kicked the Steelers' ass. What do you got, All right. Well, I'm going to, I'm sorry, you're going to think I'm cheating because this is the second one I got in a row, right? But plus two. It's uh, Bills minus two. Bills in minus Kansas two. City. Oh, yeah. wow. Holy shit. Yeah. So the yeah. Chiefs are un home dogs. Mm hmm. If they beat the crap out of the Raiders tomorrow night, though, how do you think that moves the line? It'll tighten up a little bit. That's what I'm, I wonder aloud. I'm wondering aloud. So the storyline is uh, payback uh, against a team that's on a short week and um, they don't care if they go on the road. I mean, who they, they went on the road. Tennessee is not the caliber of KC, but they crushed Tennessee on the road, right? I'm trying to get yes. their road games. Yes. Rams, they beat up. Yeah. Dolphins. Sal, can I? I feel like I've already done this segment with you before the season, but can we run it back? Yeah. Are we sure the Bills should be getting this kind of respect? Yeah, yeah. Come on. How many times are you going to be wrong about this? Well, let's go backwards. They had one hiccup. One hiccup against the Dolphins. That was stupid. I hear you. Week one. What did you do? Yeah. Week one, they kill the Rams. It felt like a mm -hmm. substantial thing. Now we've seen the Rams for five weeks. Is it as impressive as it seemed in week one? No. Eh, no. They beat the hell out of them, though. Yeah, it but, wasn't... The, but the Rams aren't good. Yeah, but... You're I'm still, saying, you're, looking backwards, I'm not as impressed by oh, that okay. win as I, I as I was in the moment. I understand your point. All right. Week two, okay. they beat the out of Tennessee. Week three, they lose to Miami. Week four, they pull it out at Baltimore. Whatever. Win. Yeah, it was good. I it was kind of left all of us cold. I, I I didn't feel great about either team after that game. And then week five, they kill Pittsburgh, who's the worst team in the league. All I'm saying mm -hmm. is. I'm not sure all that leads to them being favored over the Chiefs in Kansas City. Like, at least give me pick them. Bills minus two? I don't get it. I, I disagree. Right. Take the Chiefs. Take the Chiefs. I might. The Chiefs should be insulted by this. Can I, with the whole, well, one thing with, uh, you got me thinking about the, uh, the underhand, opposite hand shovel pass with uh, Burrow, like, it, no one's going to ever be better than that or just by the four-yard line. Like, Patrick Mahomes is the one guy you want at the four-yard line, right? You wouldn't pick anyone else. Who is even second? I don't even... Is it? Is it Josh Allen, maybe? I don't Baker even know Mayfield. if there's a second best. <laughs> is it Baker? <laughs> Can I say <laughs> something about the Philly special? It's going to seem like sour grapes. I swear to God, it's not. Yeah. 
so that play works in the Super Bowl and it's this huge mm. momentum, great moment for the game. And it's like becomes this symbolic moment of them outsmarting the Pats. They scored on us like every series that game. Any play they ran in that game <laughs> succeeded or scored in some way. It was either a first down, a long pass, whatever. Right. So the Philly special was just one of many plays. Nick Foles, I don't, what, what was he, like 29 for 30 for 700 yards? Like, I don't remember his stats. Everything they did yeah. work. They ended up scoring like... I don't remember. It was over 40 points. I bl- I've blocked this game out. I refuse to watch it. <laughs> so the whole game was a Philly special. They scored at least 45 points. My point is, now people think you get around the goal line. It's like, well, the Philly special worked. It's like everything fucking worked in that game. They could have <laughs> yeah. run triple reverses. It would have worked. I'm we couldn't stop it's like, anything. Why did, the glo- why did the Globetrotters have to pull out the confetti? They're making you know backdoor layups left and right. It's, right. <laughs> it was just showing off. Just, everyone can calm down with em- emulating yeah. the Philly special. Uh, the watchables. I got four. First one at Cleveland. Browns Patriots. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know who always gets a hop in a step for these games? My guy Bill Belichick. Yeah. Fired by the Cleveland Browns once upon a time. Mm. I love my team's chances in this game. And I'm very bullish on the New England Patriots, on Panda Jack, on Ramondre. <laughs> I love this team. Oh, My no. favorite two and three team we've had in a long time. I think the Browns are favored by two and a half. What do you have, Hess? Damn. Damn. Now I'm stuck. I, I'm going to be dead wrong on this. I think the Patriots are going to be favored. Like I think by like a point. Okay. So, Simmons, you get it. I, yeah. I said Cleveland by two. It's two and a half. You get it exactly. Yeah. So just a standard home field That's advantage fair. for the Browns based on what we've seen thus far. That's reasonable. Listen, I have a couple of predictions. Not, uh, go ahead. I think Belichick will have a long monologue about what a great guy Jacoby Brissett is. I think you can lock mm. that down. Like a 70 second speech about what a wonderful human being he is and he's so proud of him and he was one of the hardest workers he's ever had. He'll do that. Um, and I think somebody's got to get a good Jack Jones interview this week. Mm. He's one of the great, <laughs> great fourth round pick. They finally hit on a cornerback. He's got this whole great backstory. He persevered right. after getting kicked out of school and the whole thing. Uh, Panda Jack, give me a Panda Jack story this week. All right, I, I'll 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 buy all of it, but I'm not letting you fall for this Bailey Zappy thing. I don't care if he throws four touchdown passes next week. I'm not. I I let you do this. Uh, I wasn't a good friend. I let you do this with the last guy, and now you hate him. And, and frankly, I shouldn't have let you do it with Brady 20 years ago. He wasn't that good, uh, as it turns out, either. But no, Bell, back off uh, Bailey Zappi. Zappi's fine. He, he didn't do much today. They didn't really need him. Okay. The no, uh, Matt, As soon as Max healthy, he'll be back. But they got Tyquan Thornton back today. Um, mm-hmm. And he played a little bit, but I think that could be an X factor. I'm telling you, I like this Pats team. Everyone thinks I'm crazy. That's how sad that is, House. We got we got Tyquan Thornton. Put the camera on. <laughs> you would take Put him. Put the TikTok camera on. You would take him. <laughs> Uh, next game is in Atlanta, 49ers at the Falcons. Falcons mm-hmm. tried their damnedest to uh, win some sort of money parlay. I, I think they're 5-0 and against the spread now, though. 5-0. Yeah, they covered. Are they're not they? screwed up yet. It's yeah. amazing. Today, no Kyle Pitts. Didn't matter. No Cordero Patterson. Didn't matter. I uh, The 49ers, who were getting a lot of killer defense buzz, including on this podcast, Mm. But they lost a couple guys in the game today. 
they were a little banged up by the end of that game house. Yeah. This, this is a little sneaky one. I, I think the 49ers, I have them favored by four and a half, but I could see oh. the case for the Falcons. What do you have? Oh, I had more. I think like six. Okay. What do you got, Sal? House nails it. I said four and a half also. It's six. Mm. And I, I thought this week was... I'm ashamed of taking uh, that I took the Panthers this week. I thought this was going to be the upset or they at least covered. But yeah, how many times could the Niners go on the road against these middling teams and, and cover? Uh, but I, I was surprised they made it six. I think the one of the funniest outcomes with the Niners, and I don't know if this is Shanahan related or what, is just whoever the running back is is going to be good and rush for like 120 yards. <laughs> and touchdown. Right. In our league, after uh, Mitchell got hurt, I spent $64 of our $100 sour cap on Jeff Wilson. So it was like eight yeah. weeks of Niners running back. It doesn't matter. If this guy gets hurt, I'll just get Marlon Mack. It just yeah. doesn't matter. Who puts somebody in, they're going to get between 75 and 120 yards. Mm -hmm. um, next one. I can't believe I put this as a watchable, but I think it is. I think there's a lot of subplots. Packers, Jets. It's in Green Bay. The Jets are downright frisky. The Packers are a whole week of what's going on coming out of mm -hmm. London. And I think this could be maybe a tighter game than people expect. I'm going to say uh, Packers by seven and a half house. I, I think it's more than that because it's, it's Lambeau. It's probably already 30 degrees there. Uh, it's the Jets on the road. Mm. I'm going to say, I'm just going to say eight. I said seven. Simmons gets it. It's exactly seven and a half. Wow. But, you know, I didn't think about this, but they're, they don't have an extra rest. They, uh, so the teams have a choice if they want their bye week after the London game. And the Packers said, I, gu I guarantee the Packers said uh, something like, no, but let us play someone like the Jets next week. And the league figured it out because they don't want Aaron Rodgers crying. But this is um this is a short week for Green Bay. This could be another weird spot. The Jets had something happen in the game today that I filed away, and I it might mean nothing or it might mean something. They had uh, did you see the play when Quinn Williams uh, stiff armed Tyreek Hill? Yeah, I didn't see it. And there was a whole Tyreek Hill subplot this week about how he almost went to the Jets and. He kind of mm -hmm. shat on him. There was a whole story about the Jets were way more into that than you think. And basically Tyreek Hill was a little bit of a dick about it. And Williams stiff-armed stiff -armed Hill and it was like a big thing with the Jets. And if you go read the mm -hmm. stories, they were all like fired up. It's like the kind of little moment where if a team ends up, you know, lingering around in the playoffs, like week 16, week 17, you point back to them. I'm just following it yeah. away. The playoffs? <laughs> The Jets? <laughs> Listen, find me seven NFC playoff teams. What are you talking about? Well, look, I mean, the, the, the two wins that they had coming into today, the, the come come from behind, the way that they, they beat Cleveland, I'll never get over it. I was eliminated the eliminator, whatever week that was, week two or week three. And then the I same, think we counted on three AFC West teams going to the playoffs, and that might just be one. There's like right? what you would say one and a half would be the over-under yeah. right now. Yeah, There's going to be one from the point. AFC South. There mm -hmm. could only be one from the AFC North, and we might have three, potentially four from the AFC East. I don't know. No, that's crazy. That's crazy talk. I feel like yeah. the Pats yeah, can get in. Could. I'm just telling you. <laughs> I don't know what she put in that Brajol, but uh, it's doing <laughs> crazy things to your brain. All I know is we have the best coach of all time, and he likes his team. <laughs> Kyle, you hear me? Kyle's thinking about getting a Panda Jack jersey. They're not selling them on Fanatics yet. 
Might really? have to special order a Jack. Uh, last one for the watchables. Now, this is a fun one. In Giant Stadium, Ravens at Giants. It's a good football mm-hmm. game. Giants trying to go to five and one. I have no idea who's playing receiver for them. And if there's ever been a road team by three and a half line in the history of football, this is it. Ravens. By three and a half. What do you have? I'm else? just going to say four so that I'm not, I don't have, you know, the same number as you, but it, I, I totally agree. That's exactly what Thank I Thank you, House. Thank you for stealing that. I had three and it's six. Wow. So the Ravens by two, six. Two. Yeah. No respect for the G-Men. None at all. No respect for Dan Dimes. Well, there, there is... A, a thing for the teams that went to London and then come back. There, there is yeah. some some kind of a, a angle to to those teams covering. You know, the next week. I, I like I the Giants in that game. But, uh, that's that's high. That's so high. It feels like it feels high. You know, we didn't talk about Tucker. Actual that last kick he made hmm. when it's it's forty three yards and you know he's going to make it, but there's still that one percent chance where you're like, maybe this will be the time, and then he kicks it. And it is like dead straight. Yeah. If there, if it was like three extra points to just hit it completely in the middle of the two uprights, it would have been a six point field goal. Yeah. It's, that guy's it, unbelievable. We've never had a kick. Even Vinatieri wasn't like this. Who said it on our thread? Was it Hench? It looks like a Tiger Woods, you know. Yeah. It's you know, the 18th hole. Right. And he needs to hit mm-hmm. one down the middle. And, you know, just stays up there. That's it. Crazy. Yeah, I, I, it still gets me nutty that they don't get it in the 30s. Like, make it a 37 yard field goal. Why are you letting all this clock go? But it doesn't matter for a guy like him. Doesn't it just matter. doesn't. Actually, let's take a break. This episode is brought to you by Nissan. Get ready to level up your adventures with the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder built to navigate you to some of Earth's most awe inspiring spots with seven drive modes with all the power you need. Get the thrill of the drive in every moment of your journey with the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. This episode is brought to you by Peloton. Spring, the best time of the year to dial your fitness routine up a notch. You know it's going to happen. It's going to get warm. going to start wearing shorts. going to start wearing bathing suits. You're, just, you're not going to be able to cover up behind those big coats anymore. Also, it's nice outside. Get outside, do stuff. Or if you don't have time to get outside, I got Peloton for you. Whether you have five or 60 minutes, Peloton's workouts were made to challenge you. Classes like boot camps, full body strength, boxing, marathon training are created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in and you won't feel bad about not being outside. Peloton's expert coaches, challenging classes, and nonstop vibes will keep you coming back for more. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Fairly watchables. I got four. All these are fairly watchable. First one is in Miami. I have no idea who the starting quarterback is, but they'll be playing the uh, the 4-1 and one Minnesota Vikings. How do we feel about the Vikings being 4-1 and one house? Well, if you, in the preseason run-up, we had Minnesota as a potential sneaky could win the NFC North. The problem is I've watched Minnesota play these games and now I absolutely distrust them. I wish I hadn't wagered on them to win the NFC North. I mean, I, I don't like Minnesota. I don't like Kirk Cousins. I don't like their defense. I don't, trust I don't like them. their coach. I don't, I don't trust like the coach, the coach at all. Yeah. Other than that, great forward one team. 
I think they played better defense under Coach Zimmer. I really do. As You're much right. as it was time for him to go. But uh, I, what's their most impressive win? Week one against the Packers, who we now know are a completely flawed team. So, four yeah, and one's weird fine, win. but we know they're not great. Uh, I have What'd a, you have for this? Yeah. I have the Dolphins by one. Is there a line? We don't know who's <laughs> playing quarterback. I found the line, but wow, we're going to be off by a, a million here. But go ahead, House. I, I, think I think Minnesota's favored. I think we should say no line for this because we don't know the You want to say is. no line? Yeah. Let's say no line. That we'll benefits me greatly because I, I think they're having the Kansas State quarterback and I made it like seven, but it's it's three. All right. Dolphins by three. We, we're not counting that No, one. Minnesota Vikings yeah, by Yeah, three. I thought Minnesota yeah. was going to be favored. I thought oh, Bridgewater, sorry. why wouldn't he be back? We have no idea. We don't know what's wrong with them. Because Dolphins, this is their punishment. They have to keep their quarterbacks out for weeks on end. Saints Bengals is in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. I This feels like this game is just on the do not bet list. I agree. Don't let me bet this game, House. I, don't I'm let gonna... me bet any games, actually. <laughs> <laughs> don't let me bet any games that are happening. How many millions are you allowed to bet? On what? million dollar picks. I, I, Is it infinite We're going to find out this year. <laughs> Sound House, will you explain to him, will you explain to him that it's only fun if he's actually betting the millions? Otherwise, it's just words. Yeah. But you yeah. can bet the million, bet the 700,000 oh, on a game. Just That's words. Great. You should talk. Yeah. You you went on that one streak at ESPN and you acted like it was the fucking <laughs> reverse Iran hostage crisis. Like that, the national media should betting. be covering it. That Let you had one night in a row. This is my betting sheet for the for the for three days. <laughs> now that's a betting sheet. <laughs> <laughs> Not a winner on there. <laughs> I have the Saints in New Orleans favored by one over the Bengals. The Saints home, New Orleans, Bengals traveling. Sunday night. I'm going to... Little Taysom, Taysom Hill yeah, renaissance. Yeah. I like this. I'm going to say Saints by two. Okay. Well, let me change. Let me check this because this I did this before the game and who knows what they did with this. Uh, all right. Saints. This is Bengals. I had... I'll tell you what. I had Cincy by two and a half. And it is Cincy by one and a half. Okay. So, I, yeah, Cincy's I get it, baby. right? I was the you only know. one who had it. Yeah. There you go. Saints are a home dog against the two and three Bengals. Just want to make sure yeah. I get that right. Okay. What do you What do you mean? The Cincinnati is uh, is going to wallop somebody because they're a record? No, I just don't know if uh, I don't know if I'd be taking Zach Taylor as a road favorite in New uh, Orleans anytime soon. It's not going to be on my you. agenda. This is a do not bet. Well, who takes, oh, it's also an Andy Dalton revenge game if he stays in there, right? Mm. Against his old team. I didn't even realize that. Next one is uh, Rams-Panthers. It's in LA. I have no idea who the Panthers coach is going to be, but I don't think it's going to be Matt Rule. The Rams, this is a must win. This will be a rare home game for them because there can't be that many Carolina fans traveling. I'm going to mm -hmm. say Rams by six house. Is is Tate Frazier a Carolina fan? Will Tate go to this game? <laughs> oh, Tate will be there. Yeah. Tate He's be the there. quarterback, actually. He's going to take snaps. <laughs> the, the, now we have an answer to who will play quarterback right. for the Panthers. If Tate's there, <laughs> then I'm going to say Rams by eight. If, ta if, if, if Tate doesn't go, then it's only Rams by seven or six and a half. What do you I got, beat Seth? you both there. I said eight and a half. It's nine. Nine. Oof. 
There's no reason to respect the Panthers on the road. I have a great Tate story. Oh, let's hear it. You know, he's he's one of Coach K's uh, biggest non-fans. Mm-hmm. So I was watching the Redeem Team doc on Friday, early Friday night. And it's, you know, very favorable to Coach K, which I knew would bother our friend Tate. So I right. texted Tate, you should watch this Redeem Redeem Team doc. Um, more hagiography of, uh, of Coach K. You'll hate it. I don't know what Tate was doing, but within a half hour, he's texting me. He's watching it. <laughs> and he literally stopped everything he could do to hate watch the Redeem Team doc to get mad about Coach K stuff. Tate, you're the best. We love you, Tate. Uh, Coach K is good in that doc. He has a couple good speeches. Is he lucid? Yeah, he had a couple good speeches. Okay. So really? Yeah, he kind of he kind of wins you over a little bit. I had to take a shower he should, after. He, he should coach the Broncos. Put him in there. <laughs> I'm positive he would have kicked the field goal up three. <laughs> the cards are at Seattle. And this is another do not bet list game. I have the cards by two over the Seahawks house. Totally agree. I'll say cards by one and a half. All right. Uh, Simmons and I split it. It's two and a half. I yeah, said three. I mean, that's what makes sense. What's the <laughs> score, Sal? We only have a couple games left. One, two, three for me, two for house, uh, four. Five for me, two for house, three for you. Okay. Let's go. I'm getting this week. We're going. You let you need house. House is like your you come back weapon. every week, house. We need you. <laughs> Only if there's Brajols. <laughs> the poop fecta. We have two games. One is an AFC South encounter between the Jags and the Colts. It is taking place in Indianapolis. The Colts, I think, are the worst two and three team of at least the last five years. I two, literally two cannot believe they're two and three. They should be 0 and 5. It is the Chiefs Colts game. I still can't believe they won that game. And then last week mm. was a whole other level. They are an 0 and 5 team with a 2 and 3 record. No, 2 2 and 1. They tied the, the Texas, another game this year. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, they're 2 2 and yeah. 1. Yeah. Oh, my God. I have the Jags favored by three in Indianapolis. What do you no have way. Ooh. Absolutely not. Under no circumstances. I have the Colts by two and a half. You're going to get it. I said Colts by three and a half. It's one and a half. House gets it. Oh, that's stupid. Colts are terrible. So are the Make Jags. every home team in the South a yeah. three-point favorite against the other. Just do it. Don't even worry about it anymore. Yep. I'm going to see if I can lose money in the Jags for three weeks in a row. I can't the Jags, don't, aren't they like 0-17 on the road or 1-17 the last 18? You can't. You have to give them three. I don't understand. Travis Etienne, feel feel free to just catch, <laughs> catch, catch one, balls and catch one. pull them near chest and then run after. You were a first-round draft <laughs> Great pick. pick. Great pick. Uh, the Bucks are in Pittsburgh. I went too low. I'm going to go higher on this. I have the uh, eh, I have the Bucks favored by eight in Pittsburgh house. Oh, I'm just gonna say ten. It's got to be double Damn digits, it, Simmons. I said I said eight and a half. It is seven and a half. So you get it, Simmons. Mm. Seven and, and a half. Four. Now it's five to four. To what three. color will Brady's hair be? That that's the thing that will <laughs> I, help. Look, the Bucks have the Bucks have been mildly alarming this season. Now yeah. you could argue that come November we'll be like, ah, oh, you knew they would bring it around, but they beat Dallas week one, beat New Orleans week two. Lose to Green Bay by two, which looks worse now because Green Bay's looked like crap the last two weeks. Lose to KC by 10 and then barely beat Atlanta, who 
really had no skill position guys other than the first round pick, London. Yeah, I, I I'm know, with you. I weird. think they're gonna grind. I think they're gonna have to grind all year. It's not, it's not gonna come easy. <sighs> Sunday night. Come on, come Eagles, on. home for the Dallas Cowboys. I'm gonna stick with my original guess. House, you go first. I'm gonna say Eagles by four. I have Eagles against the Ewing Theory Cowboys by six. Wow. Uh, Simmons gets it. It's five and a half. I said four and a half. Oh. That's high. I don't care what you guys say. That's high. I agree. That's Cooper Rush. The Rams gave him the Rams gave him six. Demolished them. Yeah, but the Rams aren't good. This is the my point. The Eagles are actually good. They're gonna be flying around. It's going to be a hard game. They should have lost today. They should have lost today. All right. We got one more. And we're Simmons and I have five. And Hal says three. You you can't catch us, Hal. That's fine. I'm stuck in the middle seat as usual. He's going to have seven more (laughs) Brajals. He's fine. When was the last time McCarthy had a bad McCarthy game? Week one? I thought this was going to be it. I predicted all week. I was like, that's what we haven't seen the first month. He's going to screw something up in the last two minutes in that uh, a winnable game. But uh, it hasn't come down to it because the defense has been so good. Monday night, Chargers-Broncos in L.A. We can't flex this. When when do we get to start flexing? No, this is fun. Hold on. It's... The the Broncos are fun TV. Come on. But this is four primetime games to the Broncos in in six weeks. That's outrageous. I could have told you Russ wasn't going to be that good. Four I, primetime games. I have a counter. Who's What TV show has been funnier in 2022 than the Broncos? <laughs> and then, then, then Daniel right. Hackett, the Hackett show? That's true. What's, is there That's a funnier true. comedy than the Broncos? I'm trying to think. <laughs> are there funny comedies anymore? I, I don't know. Is no. Pete still on? You're no, right. <laughs> I have uh, have the Chargers favored by five and a half against the Broncos house. The Chargers are home against the Broncos. It's a a division game. I I like them by six. Okay. Sal? House and I split, and so I win. uh, I had seven. He had six. It's six and a half. Yes. Thank you, House. Wait, why do you win? House and I each get one for that. When you, when oh, you split, your weird you scoring one. system. Oh, come on. It's just not a win. It's a split. Six, like skins. Five, 15 years. Skins roll over to the next skin. <laughs> I should change it to the scoring like uh, like they did the concussion protocol. This is how we've done it. <laughs> I, have a, I have a Broncos fan question. Because Denver is not that far away from LA, right? And it's, hey, we'll go to LA. The Broncos yeah. are playing Monday night. We'll do a weekend trip. We'll stay in there, and then we'll go to the game. We'll see our guys. We'll wear our Wilson jerseys we just bought. Do you Uh, cancel the trip? What do you do? Interesting. No, you don't cancel it. Oh, would they they do it for a Monday? Monday games? They they never have fans. It doesn't matter. The Chargers. So maybe you go, but you don't wear the Wilson jersey. Mm Mm-hmm. You break out like the, the Drew Luck jersey. Cortland Sutton? Cortland Sutton, whatever. Do you think... We were talking this week. Do you... Do the Chargers wish they were back in a soccer stadium? Could it have been that much worse? Like, at least you don't have 40,000 people rooting against you. I think if I were them, I wouldn't have left San Diego. You're the you're the Clippers in a city that doesn't even really care about going to football games. I, it, there's no way this was a better outcome for them. 
Why right. does the league step in, buy the team from the, the cheapo, dumb, dumb owner, and put it back mm-hmm. in San Diego where it belongs? I don't know. The answer, so, Simmons, he asked you a question. I don't know. They should, San Diego should have a team. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Wait, before we do Parent Corner, Sal. Yeah. Not to step on your Against All Odds podcast, but Astros minus 225 against the Mariners. Hmm. Who do you like? Uh, I'm going, It's. I think it's a little high, but the Astros, uh, at, the Mariners are like um, 24 and two in one run game. So we never know what to do with that stat, right? Does that mean they're a good team or does that mean they're full of shit or they're well coached or, or what? But I'm going to say uh, Astros win that. Yeah, I mean the same thing. Why would you go against the Astros? I think that line Seattle's, too high. Seattle's lineup's not that great, despite the ten runs. Toronto's bullpen was garbage. Yeah, no. Yankees Guardians. I like the Yankees. I'm that, going. The Yankees are minus two twenty. Upset. You going Guardians? That Guardians team. Yeah, they're like twenty five and six this month over the last uh, like thirty one, thirty two games. I like that team. Well, I hope you're right. I certainly wouldn't bet yeah. on the Yankees. Well, Good you know picture. the National League more, so we got. Braves minus 186 against the Phillies. Yeah, they kind of just have their number. I would go Braves. No upsets in the National League for me. Dodgers over Padres and Braves. Dodgers minus 220. Yeah, they they own the Padres. Dodgers, Padres, everyone's trying to get that going as a rivalry. Yeah. And it just couldn't get going. And then Tatis goes out for 80 games. Yeah. So I'm trying to think. On paper, you could have Dodgers, Braves, Yankees, Astros as the final four, which would be pretty great. But we mm-hmm. know that's how baseball, they always have the one party crasher, which will definitely be either the Mariners or the Guardians. I, um, I'm close with a front office guy in Major League Baseball. He Whoa. says that they don't want the Astros anymore. They They've want them enough. out of there. They would rather, yeah, uh, it can't work this way, but. They would rather have had the Guardians, but now the Guardians, they can't, it can't work that way, but they've had enough of the Astros. Too much stink on that team. Yeah, they're certainly fun to root against. All right, let's do Parent Corner. Today's Parent Corner is brought to you by Simply Safe Home Security. A lot has changed since I was a teenager when kids had an easier time flying under their parents' radar. I'm from the generation where we just came home from school and our parents were at work and we just killed four to five hours. Our parents had no idea what we were doing. Now we have smartphones, we have modern technology, all this stuff to keep our kids safe, or we complain about it. But guess what? It's pretty good. It's better than leaving your kids alone for five hours. Simply Safe's advanced security technology gives your family the best of both worlds 24 7 protection and independence, like video doorbell and HD security cameras that let you keep an eye on the kids playing in the yard through the Simply Safe app. All right, Sal, Parent Corner, you're on the clock. All right. So, you know, our. our, our like your world, mine is dominated now by high school football on Friday nights, and we're good. My my son, he's a senior, playing defensive end. Uh, they're five and one. They lose forty to fourteen to this team, who's just a complete team. Um, seven seven late in the first quarter, but they lose forty to fourteen. And um, I just this parent corner is about other parents who are just out of control. I think more out of control than ever. And our team has. Only a few, but they feed off of each other and they try to be encouraging, but they say things like, guys, we're losing the battle up front. Is that acceptable to you? Like it always ends in a question and they're screaming it from like, "Eh, we want to be proud of your play at the end of the night, don't you? It's like, 
I, I feel like they expect the, the guys to break the huddle and answer them. Like, yeah, I think you're right. Like, we could do a little more. Like, I, they, they really become part of the show. And it's, <laughs> it gets me mad. Like, and they, and then they, and then there's a couple that just scream at the refs for every single play. Every single play went against us because the refs have a vendetta against us. And like, they'll be like, 78's holding there, ref. I'm like, no, 78's up against my kid. He's not holding. I, I would have been saying it. It's like, I, I, I don't even think he's being held, but, the worst is when they're putting down kids that aren't theirs. Like they'll point out like, oh, that's three drops for you, Paul. And I look back I'm like, oh, that's not even Paul. That's not even Paul's father. Shut up. What are you doing? So I think parents need to calm down a little. I think this is why God gave us COVID because he didn't want us to be outdoors for a while, but no one learned their lesson. In fact, they got worse. Um, so I don't know if anyone could hear me, but just, just calm down. You're at a kid's football game, even if they're, 16 and 17. I know they're not eight and nine, but enough. You're not the show. Do you hear this too? You must hear this. I Listen, bitching about somebody else's kid that's on your team, to me, that's like the third yeah. rail. Go I would actually say something if that was near, if that was near me. You can't do that. Yeah. No, it's awful. It's awful. You can mutter under your breath to like your spouse about one of the kids, but you can't like say it out loud. That's all it is, is muttering. That's all you should be doing is muttering and, and stomping your feet if you want to do it, make some noise. But yeah. Football parents are bad, but I still think baseball parents are the worst from what I've seen. Having gone through all the different yeah. sports, I think the baseball, there's just too much spare time in the baseball. And mm -hmm. it's very easy to think you know every aspect of what's going on. There's all these dumb things to complain about. And, um, and it just sucks. It's a bad vibe. Yeah. I was so glad when Ben stopped playing baseball. It was one of like the greatest decisions he ever made. I fully support <laughs> it. House, what do you have for Parent Corner? I have a slightly different kind of uh, experience. Have either one of you guys ever been to a Renaissance fair? Do you oh, even know no. what this is? So in, in Maryland, there is this giant uh, fairgrounds that is only open from the end of August through like October, maybe into early November. It's open on the weekends and 15,000 or more people come to this 30 acre plot of land, the center of which has a, a giant like jousting pavilion and people sit around. But my kid is, is 12. So he was kind of intrigued by like the Middle Earth idea. He still likes swords. He's still, you know, he's like he's a, he's a, a genuine tween. I just want to say I was surprised by the experience. This 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 thing, the folks that attend this, people of all ages really go out. And it it is in many respects, I mean maybe I haven't got out enough. Maybe this is goes to the covid thing. An opportunity for people to really dress up. I saw a lot of very provocatively dressed middle-aged, but like middle earth kind of costumes out and about. <laughs> What's going on right now? I, 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 I just, this is why doing. I started asking. Was this like a swingers convention? I'm befuddled by the entire thing. There were men dressed up. I'll show you. A lot of it looked like a Raiders game. There were a lot of men dressed up like they, we were at, you know, uh, the old Oakland Raiders or, or yeah. now Vegas, you know, with the armor and the body and face paint and, and had their hair pulled back. Hold on. I, I have a question. 
I have a question. Was anyone playing backgammon? <laughs> <laughs> no? I don't know. Then they, I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about it. old backgammon pavilion, maybe. Maybe. I, I, <laughs> I don't know. But I hadn't experienced this before. I'm glad that my mm. kid dragged, dragged us out for it. <laughs> it was a slice of life I might not have otherwise encountered. Wow. And if you were a creepy person with a cell phone, there's a lot of opportunities to to, to go down that path if you want. I'm well, not good that for kind you. of person, but mm. it was very, very outside of my walk of life. That's the way I'll put it. <laughs> Is it weird I have a boner right now? <laughs> I'm telling you, the Renaissance Festival. There was. I'm going to leave the Zoom and I'll, you guys can be alone. Yeah, dim the lights. Renaissance. Kyle. Who knew the Renaissance I'm find Festival? I'm going to some pictures and send them to you guys. I did not take. <laughs> yeah, any I want to see some pictures. I'm That's, sure people post them on the Facebook and everywhere else. That's Hess's yeah. porn search tonight in his hotel room, <laughs> <laughs> the middle seat lounge. <laughs> um, my parent corner. I went to my daughter's soccer game today, which was. Uh, I timed it. I had the red zone on my phone in the Pats game. And I really did feel like I had her game was at like about ha halftime of, of the early game. So I, I felt like I was able to, I knew what was going on. Um, but I drove her to the game like we used to. This is her last year playing for a club team. And I was thinking about, you know, we've been, she's been doing soccer, I think like, I don't know, maybe 11 years, 12 years, something like that. And we drive to these games and she would have all these different phases where, you know, the early ones, she'd be all hyped up to go. And we'd talk about like, all right, don't forget, you know, and try to walk through the things she'd have to do during the game or then games where she'd be nervous and we'd play music to try to get her to like calm down. We used to play a lot of Kanye, ironically, um, to like kite music, things like that. And then she would have these little funks when like she hurt her back or some other times when like you had these ebbs and flows of when your kid plays sports, when you try to play these music and we'd be driving the last five minutes and be like, keep your legs moving. I tell her all these different things. <laughs> and now she's got to the point, she's, you know, a senior in high school and she's just really good at soccer. She's in good shape. I don't really need to have to tell her anything. And we drove to the game and I didn't, we were just, I was listening to football and she had her headphones on and pulled up and I was like, all right, keep your legs moving. And she's like, all right, dad. And just went out and played the game and had two assists and, I just, my work is done, Sal. I took her to the That's finish it. line. I got nothing left. No more car advice. We're done. And even if you did, the earbuds win over everything else. It's right. so hard to get them out of those kids' ears, right? So, yeah. That's, yeah, that's it. it. I feel like we I did up. my job. I took her to the Let's finish line. Let's all just head to the Renaissance Fair. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Do not take her to the Renaissance Fair. <laughs> Definitely not doing that. All right, that's it for Parent Corner. Today's Parent Corner is brought to you by Simply Safe Home Security. When it comes to protecting your family, no parent wants to play small. With Simply Safe's 24-7 professional monitoring and exclusive Fast Protect technology, agents can take immediate action to verify your emergency for faster police response and you're always in control of your family's safety through the Simply Safe app. Arm or disarm, unlock for a guest, access your cameras, adjust system settings anywhere, anytime. When you sign up for 24-7 interactive monitoring for under $1 a day, you can get your first month free and save 20% on your home security system. Customize the perfect system at simplysafe.com. There is no safe like Simply Safe. All right, Sal, what do you got? Uh, what do you got to plug? Uh, yeah, uh, the Extra Points Podcast Network, powered by Omaha Audio and uh, Against All Odds, Minus Three, Covered in Glory, Making Fun of Sports, Waiver Wired, 
whole bunch of good stuff going on there. Check it out. What do you got the puck house? I'm here with you. We're, we're going to pump out, you know, 15 hours of NBA content. The East Coast Bias Boys will be up with gambling advice both uh, tomorrow, Monday for the Monday Night Game and Tuesday. I'm going to have to miss that because we're doing this NBA uh, you stuff. Might, you might have to do it. We know but, where I'm taking them tomorrow, Sal. Where are you going? You might be ava- Yeah, I don't know if you make yourself available. Bianco Pizza. He's oh. never he's never had real Bianco Pizza. He's yeah, only had ordered, ordered it. it. Fla- you know, flown in. So obviously. I have to take him. What time are you going? I may have to die. I'm yeah. supposed to start my diet. Early, early afternoon. Ago. Let's right. go, Bianco. I, I, and for on, the cuz. listeners, if you want Sal to buy you a piece of pizza, come at 1.30. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not good. No, now everybody knows. No, it's no, no. We, we're going yeah. at some point tomorrow because he somehow never had the magical Bianco pizza. Wow. Uh, you're going to fall in love. I can't wait. So you're going to love it. You yeah. know, I I don't want to spoil this, but I, I think Bianco's going to buy the Suns. Why do you say that? But he's going to be the majority owner of the Phoenix Suns. That's the, that's what <laughs> yeah. I heard. He got oh, rich really? off the pizza. He has. He's spent the last twenty years. He has all these like, you know, rich guys in Phoenix that he's been feeding that love him, and right. he, they're just going to put a group together and make him the GM. Well, we were there. Kevin Johnson was there when we were there. A Listen, few weeks ago, right? I don't know. Don't yeah. be surprised if Bianco's not running the draft next year. Kevin Johnson right. making people pizza. Kevin Johnson's at the Renaissance Fair now. <laughs> All right. Uh, Sal, good job by you. House, good job by you. Good to see you guys. Good job by you, Billy. All right. That's it for the podcast. Thanks to Cousin Sal. Thanks to Joe House. Thanks to Kyle Creighton for producing. Thanks to Steve Cerruti and Dylan Berkey as well. I will see you on Tuesday for the extravaganza, the over-unders pod. It's happening. Multi-parts, lots of hours, lots of uh, NBA stuff. I cannot wait. Cannot wait. I cannot wait. See you Tuesday.